Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. In this particular episode of the Four Center podcast feed is the Clone Wars Report. Yes. Uh, that's my favorite yet, because we've had this ongoing thing where you make the fun news noise. But that was like you were a Muppet on the Muppet Show who remembered at the last minute, like, ah, damn it, I got to make that noise. Fine. Here you go, Kermit. That and and it just feels uh, apropos, 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 apropos. Yes, uh, as many podcasts have been saying for quite a long time now, uh, but it always changes. We're recording in difficult times. The exact nature 
of the difficult times uh, seems to evolve and then sometimes not evolve. But the point is, we are acknowledging we are recording a podcast in difficult times. Uh, but for uh, the sake of just, uh, I think, uh, continuing to have some consistency and some joy and some thoughtfulness in our lives, we're going to uh, plug on with talking about a 12-year-old show, The Clone Wars. <laughs> When you say it that way, it's even more needed. Yes, uh, absolutely. A uh, big episode, big arc, and I'm ready to. I don't know what distraction's not even the word I choose to use. Just uh, uh, continue part of living. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It just it it. Uh, I think uh, right now, and and really for the the last several. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to quantify it. A long time now. It just feels like the emotional equivalent of you know eating drinking <laughs> sleeping <laughs> going to the bathroom all at the same time always it's just everything always talking star wars talking star wars everything always but you know what let's talk some star wars instead of just making gross uh, visual metaphors let's dive into the beauty that is star wars this is the end of season one uh, chronologically there's one more actual episode that was released in season one but chronologically it doesn't go there we're going to talk about it in a while for now we're talking about what is the chronological climax of season one the ryloth arc uh the episodes are storm over ryloth which is season one episode 19 written by george christick directed by brian Kalen o'connell then The Innocence of Ryloth, Season 1, Episode 20, written by Henry Gilroy, directed by Justin Ridge, and Liberty on Ryloth, Season 1, Episode 21, written by Henry Gilroy, directed by Rob Coleman. So that's really interesting to see that, uh, especially these last two episodes, are uh, one of the heavy hitters of Clone Wars, huh? Yeah, it, it, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and uh, and uh, I love, you know, I, I just never... Rob Coleman, uh, knowing his role in the prequels and all that kind of stuff makes sense. But we had him, you know, he's directed one of the previous episodes. But just just knowing that I didn't know he he had his hand in, 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 in this as well in terms of directing and everything. And I, I just really like uh, really like learning that something I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, one of the uh, great things of Star Wars. Right. The uh, the actual lore in universe is deep and the lore of the people who worked on it is just as deep. And it's so weird that every time it comes up, I'm like, yeah, Coleman Trabor directed this episode. And I have to step back and go, no, Rob Coleman, <laughs> the human being. <laughs> Who, you know, anyway, you know, you know, let's get into the summary so we can get into the episode. Here is the summary of the arc invasion. Despite the best efforts of poor doomed Jedi Knight Amagundai, Ryloth has been fully occupied by separatist forces led by the greedy and vile Wat Tambor. In a desperate bid to help the suffering Twi'lek people, the Jedi and the Republic stage a daring counter-invasion to liberate Ryloth. First, Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka Tano must break through Mukhtur's separatist blockade. Then, Obi-Wan and his clones must defeat the devious tactical droid TX-20 to free Twi'lek prisoners and secure a landing zone for Republic troops. Finally, Jedi Master Mace Windu relentlessly pursues negotiations with and without a lightsaber to take the capital, capture Wat Tambor, and free Ryloth for now. For now. For now. An Great ominous ending, an ominous ending to the summary. But what are you going to do? It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you? The truth is what the truth is. 
Yeah, and great, yeah, great use of uh, just kind of reminding us too that we we've seen the the prelude to this arc that uh, you know uh, was a great episode uh, on, on its own right with I'm gonna die. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, the it's in my love list. Uh, listeners know I'm keeping a list of which episodes I love. That's the supply lines. It's got some great stuff uh, with the Toydarians and with uh, Bale and Jar Jar and I'm a gun die. And I think this is one of the times where watching in the chronological order really starts to pay off because we have already developed that relationship where the Republic's kind of trying to help on Ryloth, but it's not a full effort and it's not going great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. The, the chronological thing, I, I think I've stopped mentioning, but it, it was really just kind of just a lot of fun because it's something I hadn't really done before. And, and, and this, like I said, I think it's one of the first big, aha, this is why it works. It feels good to watch this way. So yeah. 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 I'll take anything that's aha. That's why it feels good. Uh-huh. <laughs> so speaking mm-hmm. of feeling good or maybe not feeling good, what was your overall reaction to this three episode arc? Did you love it? Like it? Struggle with it? I, I love this arc, man. I consider this the first great arc to me. And I don't want to take anything away from anything we've seen before. The Malevolence arc, the Jedi crash uh, arc and everything. I, I, great stuff, too. But this is the one that kind of, the, it has a legacy to it, or at least it's one of those ones that's talked about at long after the show's done. Of like, oh, yeah, the Ryloth arc, you know? Okay, you know, capital R, capital A, the Ryloth arc. And I just, yeah, I think I think it is is, is a way for a reason. There's a lot of great action uh, that we're going to talk about. And, and to me, because of that, it, this is like how maybe I envisioned the Clone Wars being. And not necessarily as a kid, because that was probably something really weird and 49 Boba Fett's running around or something different. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they get older, and even maybe during the prequel era, of just like, oh, we didn't get to see the Clone Wars. I, I, this is what I would have thought the, 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 they would have been like. Just the action, the look, the feel, what was going on. Big themes aside, just on paper, like, hey, Look at that. It's the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. Two thoughts. Uh, One of my actual visceral reactions while watching the Clone Wars, in particular the later season, once we get into Mandalore, I actually was like, oh my God, 49 Boba Fetts. This is amazing. (laughs) So that's a great summary of uh, one of my moments of like, no, this is this is amazing. Clone Wars is the greatest. But yeah, I, I had a similar thought of almost every time there's big action, I'm like, yeah, this is great that uh, Lucas uh, in Filoni, but Lucas in particular, since he made the prequels, uh, is really getting to do what he wanted to do. And I think there's something about this arc, I think because it's a complete sort of uh, step-by-step tale of this uh, military attempt to liberate a planet, that it's got that scale, it's got all these individual battles, and it's got the theme. So it really is like, this is, we see different kinds of storytelling within the Clone Wars from political to you know suspense to kind of one-on-one combat to little tales but this is grand campaign of war mm. with the you know absolute adventure and uh, you know bizarre creatures and machinery and the cool aesthetic of of watching the conflict uh, and with all the big themes so it really does feel like the clone wars as you said uh capital c capital w the big time <laughs> Yeah, like it's had like it has its own theme song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think for myself, I would put the arc in like l- really like it, uh, and has a lot of specific beats and specific ideas that I really love. And I think one of my favorite things about it is telling this whole planetary liberation story in three separate steps. Like uh, this is one of those things where uh, watching it 
with a little bit more of a critical eye to do these podcast is really helping because i think as i've watched it before i'm like yeah no this is a the ryloth arc and uh it's a great uh episode where soka learned some stuff oh this is the one with numa oh this is the one with mace but then really looking right. at it that it is not only really broken down by tactics that we have to uh you know smash through the blockade to even land oh we can only land partially because we need this uh safe landing area so that's what this second episode is about now the third one is there's a campaign going on in order to end it we need to take the capital it's this great step-by-step uh way to make this huge uh, idea of liberate an entire planet and break it down into sections and then on top of that just realizing how much it's broken down by jedi Really is, yeah, yeah. So I think I thought that made it really uh, compelling and interesting to watch. Um, and it's also, I think, um, it's got a ton of great action. And then the other thing about this that makes me really like it is it is so important not only to the Clone Wars but important to lots of future storytelling because mm. of the uh, of Ryloth and specific Twi'leks being kind of centered not that we won't meet other uh people who suffer during different wars but the twilock twilights are really centered as uh this very specific planet this very specific people who are constantly caught up in all of the wars of the skywalker saga uh it, you know not only do they appear again in rebels they're they're it's the lords of the sith novel is uh is all ryloth uh, and then, of course, uh, Resistance Reborn, we go back to Ryloth. So this uh, arc is really the beginning of centering Ryloth as this uh, this one specific people, this one specific planet that we can see the cycle of war through their eyes. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, yeah. When you kind of say it that way, yeah, the way the way the Ryloth and Twi'leks and everything are, are positioned uh this is maybe for many of us an introduction to them as a as an actual culture and a planet world, right? I mean, if you're watching in, in release order, you're not, uh, you know, you you know Ula, you know Bib Fortuna, you know, Orn Freetown. Maybe you know it's like you haven't spent as much time, and so that sets them up going forward. And and, and I love that. And I love the Anakin Ahsoka stuff too. It adds some weight to what's going to happen to them as well. But uh, great point about that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's a great point too of yours. Of like, they have a couple different characters who represent them from. Ula, who is, you know, doesn't seem like uh, that was probably a life choice that she made. She's being, uh, you know, held by Boba and Bib doesn't seem, or by Jabba. And, uh, you know, uh, Bib doesn't seem like the greatest guy. Orin Frita, the little bit you see him in the movie, seems like a a criticism of politicians. Uh, And then it's pretty great to kind of shatter that, like, hey, remember, just because you saw one alien who was a bounty hunter or one alien who was a crappy politician that doesn't mean who the whole species is and this arc really starts to redefine i think now when we think of twi'leks we think of hera we think of cham we think of uh, yendor Mm -hmm. and we think of that whole species very differently and that starts here yeah that's a great yeah there's no denying that there's just no denying that twi'leks uh particularly you know female twi'leks is where it all begins uh, definitely, I don't know, I'll say, just get kind of a little sexualized in Star Wars. Absolutely. And, and, and look, gorgeous creatures, right? Cool, great. But yeah, this 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 really goes a long way to reframe that uh, conversation, reframe that view of them. And that has that has added value because that leads to a, a great character like Hera. 
who uh, is, uh, you know, overalls on and ready for war. And and not that she doesn't have a complete, <laughs> uh, fully uh, functional life and, and desires and needs and all those things there, but it, it changed the conversation, changed the way you look at it. And I think that made possible because of this arc to me. Yeah, yeah. And it just, as we watch The Clone Wars, it's just, uh, it's cool to see again and again, like, Hey, you know, you know, Rodians, you know, Greedo, uh, you know, the jokes about shooting first. No, here's this whole planet and culture. Uh, you know, same thing with Doidarians and Watto. And like, it, it's cool to just see it happen again and again that all of the uh, aliens that we've met, uh, we're introduced to their actual culture and viewpoint, which is, I think is cool. Um, mm-hmm. Move on to the morals of the episode. We got three episodes. We got three morals. Uh, the first one is it is a rough road that leads to the height of greatness. Uh, the second is the costs of war can never truly be accounted for. And the third is compromise is a virtue to be cultivated, not a weakness to be despised. Uh, so which of those landed with you? Which of those do you feel like uh, represents the arc as a whole? Uh, what are your thoughts? Wow, our arc as a whole. That's that scared me right there. It scared me. <laughs> um, I think the, the, one that, uh, the one that I think spoke to me the most in this rewatch, I, I will say is it's perhaps Ahsoka and the lessons of failure. Cause there's some great teaching thing. And remember, you know, for some, whatever reason I, I I've been highlighting uh, the, the coaching uh, story. <laughs> right. And I just, it's, I guess it's just who I am. So this yeah, one just, I, I thought I kind of just want to do another rewatch of clone wars where you put it through a different filter. Cause I love that this whole clone wars rewatch is through the baseball coach filter. And like, maybe if we watch do this again and it's through the radio DJ filter, we'll get some, <laughs> I'll just I'll have a clipboard and a whistle and some polyester uh, double knit shorts, and I'll go through this. Uh, so that one spoke to me, but I, I got to tell you, I, I like all of them. Uh, the the third one, the, the 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 compromise one, made me think a lot. I went to bed thinking I went to bed late. At the you know a lot of us were up late, uh, you know, watching the news. Uh, it just the idea of what that term, what that word compromise really means. And uh, that, so this maybe it's of the time, but this, this this episode, I don't know if it spoke to me, but it was it was very present. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that it is a rough road that leads to heights of greatness. That's one of those nice, uh, almost like um, maybe this uh, matches with your baseball coach, a little bit of uh, uh, tough love, kind of like, hey, kid, <laughs> you got to remember, if you uh, want to achieve something, you're going to go through some some difficulty and some challenge and some pain to do it. And, and uh, that episode is so crystal clear about Ahsoka having to go through some hard things and getting getting good mentorship from Anakin and, you know, Anakin learning a little bit from her. So I think that one is really solid, rock solid, uh, nice and inspiring. Put it on the uh, board of uh, Clone Wars inspiration. The cost of war can never truly be accounted for. We'll talk about this more when we get into themes. That one really resonated with me because I thought even with all of the other themes that are going on in the episodes and are, and are reflected by these other morals that felt like to me that's what I left thinking about emotionally when I finished the whole arc of like Mm -hmm. of how much that was underlined and emphasized and we can talk about that more Uh, but the compromise thing was also really powerful it's a it's something I bring up a lot when we're talking Star Wars because I'm fascinated with Star Wars relationship to it where I think Star Wars is a whole its morality is always about empathy listen try to understand try to you know meet people halfway if you can uh, question your point of view i think star wars 
absolutely preaches those things. And I really believe in those things. But then Star Wars also has some storytelling where it says, but then there are certain actions or beliefs that we, we can't support. Like we can have empathy for why Anakin fell. We can have empathy for why Ben fell. We, we can have the hope for redemption and the effort to, to turn them back to the light. But there's never any part of Star Wars where I feel like it says like, so it's cool that you slaughtered a lot of people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and this episode is is fascinating for that, where it is so much about compromise, where Mace really knows that he needs he needs uh, Jams and Dula's help. And he is willing to find any way to compromise to make that happen. He, he you know, he gets the compromise to happen uh, between jam and uh orin frita even though they really have differences that they have this common goal so there is a lot of empathy listen look at what the bigger problem is and work together to fix it but then then at the end when wat tambor who is clearly bad bombs Mm -hmm. innocent villages Mm -hmm. and then can't escape in time because he's uh too greedy and he wants to finish pillaging the cultural Mm -hmm. valuables of the twilight people uh, when he's like, "Hey, you want to compromise?" And Mace like, "Not when I hold all the cards." No. Yeah. So we get this. We get what the what the moral tells us, which is this big Star Wars thing that yes, empathy, compromise, listening first. But then we do also get an example of somebody who, in the story, is kind of you know, there's no argument that Wat Tambor is bad, and Mace mm-hmm. is like, "No, why would I?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and I think that 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 was fascinating for for me to see. Yeah, because it it's uh, it's that's very clear for Mace, right? It is it is a exclamation point on the end of this episode, and speaks to those lessons you're talking about. And, and Champ Sandula is this he's a great character to 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 explore this idea of compromise. He needs the Republic, Republic needs them, but but he never. Cham Sandula does not strike me as someone. And and look, he and Hera had some issues, right? So Cham at times maybe could be stubborn to a fault uh, as as a as a, a parental figure, or whatever you want to say. And I, and I like that about him. I like that he is a little, little complicated. Uh, but this idea, he he's never going to sacrifice certain lines. You right? They're clear. His 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 his. You cross this, we're not working together. Type of vibe is there uh and, and he look he's kind of orn frita you and i can talk down the line about how right it or how right is he about orn frita probably a lot um but it, to finish this up here sorry i'm kind of rambling um but this just made me think I, I think you know we we're so we're so obsessed with competition at times and look i you, you and you've brought this up before you brought this stuff up here and uh, particularly when we're talking about the Jedi Temple Challenge and some of your 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 kind of uh, personal beliefs on on hey some kind of how this this competition can run wild and I am I am a dedicated passionate sports fan who believes in athletics who believe you can learn a lot about it there but I I too worry about how that how that that obsession with it uh, with competition uh, boils over and outside the stadiums yeah um so because of that this word I'm thinking my that word compromise to me sounds like defeat. Right. Uh, to me, like in, in interpreting, because it, it is so always referred to as, well, you're going to have to give up and lose some points. Lose. Look at in, in the moral weakness uh, is used as a reminder. So to me, the, the compromise should be viewed, viewed as a as a strength. They call it a virtue. Um, and, and, and I, I want to kind of reframe the conversation. This is way outside of Star Wars, um, but also and how that also. There's there's faith, hope, trust 
that is involved with all this that can be broken. And, you know, which is, I think, goes to what Mace is saying. Anyways, I, I don't know if any makes, that makes sense, Joseph. I just, I went to bed literally thinking about this episode. Yeah, no, I, and I think it is. I think that's why it is really, really valuable. Um, and I think for me, my thing with competition, like, yeah, with, with sports, uh, you know, I, I've played a little bit myself. I've never been a huge sports guy, but I, I do know, uh, uh, you know, people who absolutely love them. And the thing I always hear is, uh, the joy is is in challenging yourself. The joy is in building sure. teamwork with uh, with the other people. And I think those things are all great values. I think, mm-hmm. you know, there's sports, but then there's also reality television. And then, you know, there's mm-hmm. social media fights. And I think the thing I worry about with competition is I want us all to be able to challenge ourselves to excel. And I worry mm-hmm. about the times where we don't feel like we won unless we beat someone right like uh if i set a writing challenge for myself to say i'm gonna write a script in 20 days i want to just be able to do that and go yeah i did that i don't want to have to be Mm. in a challenge with three other people to see who can finish first in order to feel like i won because i beat someone else and i think that's what i've been giving a lot of thought to competition and how it dovetails into uh your great thoughts about compromise is Mm. You, yeah, by definition, you don't have to beat someone else to win. And I think having that as a, uh, is a, is a value allows you to see compromise, not as weakness, but to see it as, Hey, I got, here's, here's seven things that are important to me. These two, I can't move on these Mm -hmm. three, these other two, I can, eh, I I can really live on these other three, uh, you know, are like. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like to, but I can't. And I feel like that's what's happening in this episode with with Cham and Orn Frita, right? Like, there are some things that he would never agree to. Yep. But it is about this immediate, uh, immediate problem, and so it, their ability to compromise helps people. And you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it more. But yeah, Ryloth gets trapped in this uh, cycle of of you know violence uh and invasion and occupation and all these things but there's no doubt from these episodes that cham being willing to go i'm not just going to be entirely rigid i'm gonna you know try to meet orn frita halfway because uh, i need to right now that saves people's lives right that Mm -hmm. saves twilight lives that saves numa's life who we just spent a bunch of time with you know and that is valuable yeah, well said. I'm mean, and yeah, and, 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 and I'm glad you. Uh, I, I, sorry, I felt like I slightly put your beliefs on on the uh, on the, in the spotlight. <laughs> uh, that's fine. No, 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 no. I'm glad because you've said some very valuable stuff that that really is someone who, me who's grown up on on fields of play totally agrees with. And how I think it's it, it, the inability to shut that off, the inability of 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 you know he with the most toy wins and those kind of bumper sticker stuff that that grew up that we kind of grew up seeing on cars, quite frankly, you know, it it, it it's a problem. Uh, and 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 even my own mind, like you know, even in my own house, my own domestic life, <laughs> that word compromise sure does feel like a loss to me. When really, that's not you. You are you are literally building strength and building a stronger foundation. And again, which is, that's in a general term. And that's why, that's again, going back to how I even started this train of thought. I look at Sindula, I look at Cham, and I go, he's a great example of this because he is the least compromised individual in this story arc, right? He is so 
just sure of what he wants and what he needs. He reminds me of, uh, you know, a character like Mance Raider or something. I, I will not bend. I'm doing it for my I, freedom, choice, uh, all those kind of valuable things. And he's always going to be working towards that. And and so he's a strong character. And Mace is a strong personality and everything. So anyways, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm rambling. Uh, I, I just... I also want people to, to hear me to hear you. Like, I really think you're, you're right about that, that those kind of views. And, 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 and I see it because of star Wars. I, I see it because of Obi-Wan saying there's all alternatives to fighting. Uh, you can't win all those kind of things. And, and uh, I, 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 in star Wars for these, for these, this arc to make me go to bed, literally thinking, what is my relationship to that word compromise? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's tremendously valuable. No, I really like you bringing it back to the heart of that moral, uh, because I think that is a really important moral. It, it doesn't, you know, the moral isn't saying always compromise, always meet people halfway no matter what. It says compromise is a virtue to be cultivated, which also I think has got this great great uh, nuance and emotional wisdom to it of work on it, you know, because maybe it isn't our natural instinct, but work on it and and figure out what ideals you can't move on and what ideals you can say, well, what, what if I met you halfway on this one and, and hope that you can build something together and build something stronger. Um, yeah, I think that's all, all profound on that, on that note of compromise, hadn't thought about it. It was a beat I liked, but it's a fun version of compromise where, uh, jam, you know, is, and his freedom fighters are obviously hiding out and, you know, their things aren't going great, but then, uh, when Mace arrives, he's like, I'm still going to offer you food and drink, as is our custom. Like, even though I don't have supplies, and in fact, we watched a whole episode called Supply Lines about how few supplies I have. Yeah. I'm not going to compromise on this part of my tradition. Uh, Twilight's yep. offer their guests refreshment. Good good tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Solid tradition, I think. Uh, all right. We talked about some of these uh, themes already here, uh, but for you... Mm-hmm. Uh, those are just the morals. Now we're going to talk about the actual content of the episodes. For you, what were the big ideas at stake in this arc? I mean, I think uh, individual episodes definitely had uh, their big ideas. Uh, so I, I'm interested to hear if there were individual themes to the individual episodes or big picture stuff for you. There was a lot, uh, uh, First of all, in this section, I don't even know if it's appropriate for this section, but you mentioned earlier, I wrote... Reminder that the separatists are bad. <laughs> yep. B- big, big, big reminders. Yeah. 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 We can go down to a micro level on our Mina Bonteris, but yes, Wat Tambor, not good. Uh, so there's some things uh, I focused again on episode 119. Uh, this this theme of uh, recovering for, from failure, hard lessons, but it is a recovery. Uh, and, 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 um, Oh, second, uh, Ahsoka's move. We're going to talk about her tactics, but it also talk. It's a theme of being bold and, and the rewards from being bold. But for me, but yeah, I think it's very powerful. Recovering from failure, acknowledging that what it is, and Anakin is so good as a of a teacher. You you described it as tough love, and that's not sometimes needed, sometimes not needed. But but he he, it's really there is love there. There is there is guidance. There is not like you lost. End of sentence. It's like yeah, you lost. Here, here's why. Here's why you can't. Here's why you know. I know you know that. And here's why you're going to succeed right now again. I think it's pretty valuable. Uh, recovering from recovering from from failure. Going again to Last Jedi. It's it's clearly a theme in Star Wars, and I I do believe it is a, is is the best teacher. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it is such a great uh, moment uh, for Anakin, uh, where he 
you know, he opens the door for her to go through, you know, herself and, and just says, you know, yeah, it was a you made some bad calls, but also it's a war and you are going to lose people no matter what. And it was a trap. But, yeah, you also made some mistakes. And also uh, so deal with that. But also uh, we're going to keep going. So um, not only am I going to have you come up with the next plan, uh, I have constructed it. So I will be uh, totally defenseless and my life will be in your hands. Like what a great way to be both also like tough love and also look at how much trust I have in you. Look at how much I believe in you that I'm literally putting my life in your hands. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's faith, man. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Good Anakin episode for that. Um, it really was. And, and, and Anakin, I, I talk about the relationship with, with Anakin and Ahsoka, just they work so well together, great relationship, great banter. And it really does add some, some weight to what's going on later on with the stuff we get five, six and seven. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so for myself, for this arc, uh, I really felt, like I was saying when we were talking about the morals, that the big theme was the cost of war, because even though there are individual uh, lessons about uh, Ahsoka and Anakin and and growing and learning and mentorship, and then in the third episode, there is a lot about uh, compromise and, and all, all these great themes, but that's what I just emotionally felt. Uh, I think partially because the way the episodes were constructed, like we mm-hmm. kick off right away with, uh, oh, Ahsoka's uh, going to take on her first mission and she's a little nervous. And then we learn the names of all the clones in the squadron. And I immediately I'm like, they're all going to die. <laughs> I'm being told their names. So I feel worse when they die. So I know mm-hmm. that Ahsoka knows them. Uh, and that really got me all right away into the like, oh, man, this is this is about you know, war is costly. Uh, Yalarn gets injured, uh, which um, part mm-hmm. of it is, uh, I'm sure, shaping his <laughs> general dislike of Jedi. <laughs> yeah. But we, you know, we've spent time with him. We know Ahsoka spent time with him, so that that hits us in the in the gut. Um, that that conversation we just talked about with Anakin and Ahsoka, saying, "Hey, uh, it's a war, and you know, you're gonna lose people no matter what." Uh, and Anakin, uh, I think, has that great moment where he's like. I'm never going to stop being bold and just trying to blow things up. But you're right. I should uh, I could come up with a better plan. In fact, one that only risks myself. And he really puts, uh, you know, a pin in that and says, hey, you're right. Uh, I'm going to learn from you, too, kid. And I'm not just going to go flying at it. Uh, I'm going to go flying at it alone. (laughs) So I risk fewer people. And that so all that is in the first episode. And then I think in the second episode, uh, you know, the suffering of the Twi'leks is right there on the surface, uh, being used as human shields to protect those anti-aircraft cannons. Uh, the, uh, I think the majority of the episode, a big part of the episode is uh, Numa really humanizing the war. You know, we get that uh, set up by uh, the clone Waxer kind of dismissively saying, I wish the tailheads would get out of our way and not make it you know, more difficult for us to save them. So it's really kind of cold and distant uh, and then Numa really opening up uh, Waxer's uh, and uh, I believe uh, Boyle's heart uh, and giving a face to the war that you can imagine maybe these clones never really saw before because it's just tactics and droids and terrain and and is this one of the first times we're really seeing a a human face and in a you know a innocent charming face like Numa's Uh, and then the third episode in terms of this theme of cost of war we really get to see big picture uh the invasions damage to the twilight people the bombing of the villages is awful but this is one of those moments to really drill down on it's easy to just ignore 
that, you know, Count Dooku said some bad things, but exactly what he said is, you know, even though we're going to lose Ryloth, we can get a political victory. We can get a messaging victory. If we bomb those villages and a bunch of innocent people die, I can use that in propaganda to show how destructive uh, the Republic mm-hmm. is making everything. I mean, in just not only the death, but the utter cruelty of it, of I can spin it to make a, you know, a, a political argument in, in that sphere of the war. And then Wat Tambor is robbing their valuables, but especially putting that in, in connection with things that we learn in, um, in Rebels, uh, we know the valuables are like their cultural history, right? They're not just like, or they're, they're, he's stealing their, their culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the rest of the whole storyteller storytelling in Star Wars, we know that this episode is setting up the beginning of a cycle of occupation that this whole planet is going to endure. So yeah. it, it, that theme, because it has so many viewpoints from the loss of the clones to the real one-on-one humanization of the Twi'leks uh, from Numa to the big picture, what all is being lost, what all is being taken from the Twi'leks, the whole big picture of Cost of War is just really powerful to me. It, it, it builds uh, very well. Um, yeah, it builds very well to the end there. And, and, and it, it definitely, you, you said it's, it's three parts Jedi, uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's one full, it truly is an arc. And, and, and I'm impressed the way it, it builds up. And, and the second episode just... The, like you said, the Numa represents the, the face of those affected and, and have the, the clones, um, you know, the line was it Boyle that said, if, if we're here to free the tailheads, the least they can do is get out of our way. That's that's really easy to see, to say from a distance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's really easy to say. Uh, just uh, and, 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 and it's so important. It's important in, in Star Wars, important in real life to to be down on the ground amongst those, uh, you know, that you're living with, working with, fighting with, fighting for, and, and, and who are affected maybe when you're not and, and you're dealing with your own a war is, is tough on the clones clearly. And they want to win and they want to get things done. And, and no one's going to take that away from even the clones in this moment, but man, that changes when they're down on the ground and, th- and how that can, that builds into the third episode so well for me uh, uh, of, of maybe even the lesson of, compromise because you're you like you you mentioned even up top compromise has value and strength because now you are working to save people like numa you know that you you would not have known from afar so anyways it all all builds nicely yeah yeah and i love that moment where uh they realize that maybe numa thinks they're droids because they've got the armor on like that's such a great uh you know putting a point on the like yeah the clones are organic and flowing and, and we learn that but attack the clones has that shot of menace because all these uh, soldiers in matching armor represents this, you know, rigidity. And I love it when they're like, take the helmets off and like, see, you know, I believe he says flesh and blood, just like you. And they make that connection over, you know, they're mm-hmm. different, but they're the same is, is really beautiful. Yep. Simple. And, and you and I talk, you know, a lot of these Star Wars lessons are right there. They're right there. They're right there. Yeah. Uh, I got one other kind of big over uh, overarching theme, but how about you? What, what other thoughts do you have? Uh, l- maybe littler ones, supplemental themes, B themes, if you will. I don't know. <laughs> I just talk about Ahsoka's move, uh, just representing being bold to me and and, and uh, thinking outside the box and going to something different. It's a, it's a tactic that was from Heir to the Empire with Thrawn. And I believe Thrawn brings it back later on. I can't remember. I apologize. Someone will correct me, but I, think I know he does. 
because I, I think I think remember having this conversation relating it back to this Clone Wars episode of something Thrawn did, um, but then also re- remembering that this one goes back to Heir to the Empire and 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 Filoni and, and and team wanted to put that in there. And there is a clip of Filoni talking about it out there in some of the the uh, StarWars.com stuff. Oh, cool! But it, but to, to me, it's just I I love uh, being bold and and it, it leads to be being approaching things differently in a way you hadn't done before. Uh, it's it's exciting, it's thrilling, it's creative, but what does that do? Look at the next episode, TX20, just cannot compute, cannot compute so many things. Pretty simple theme, Twilight interactions. He, 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 he could not, all his stats and figures, all his exit polls, could not let him figure out that two clones would run into Numa and change the way they view it, or that Obi-Wan uh, speaks the, the language here. Yeah. Powerful stuff. And hey, point for Obi-Wan there. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is this was a this was a good one for uh for uh racking up some good points for Obi-Wan because he, he yeah, definitely yeah. makes some mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are some of my uh, other underlying themes as well. Oh, those are great. Um yeah, I think the other thing uh for me is because these three episodes were connected, but so clearly each one featuring uh, a Jedi, um Anakin and Ahsoka in the first one, then really Obi-Wan in, in the second, and then Mace Windu in the third. We get that a lot in Clone Wars where like, oh, this episode is suddenly, hey, let's uh, spend some time with Kit Fisto. Um, but because they were all a part of a whole arc, it almost felt like that was a part of it was to look at the way different Jedi handled things. And that, sure. was, uh, that popped even more for me because in the first two episodes there's that real emphasis on strategy in the separatists look again <laughs> an Obi-Wan up, which I really, really like to say like, you know, not only to show the development of the war that they're beginning to figure out the strategy of the different Jedi and they have, you know, files on them. That's just kind of fun mm-hmm. canon lore, but it also it really makes you think like, well, what's on that list? Like they talk about it a little bit, but you yeah. know, I really like that in the first episode there was, as you were talking about this emphasis on being bold that they know Anakin uh, from looking up his file <laughs> yes. is unconventional and that he won't give up, right? Uh, more Tuck or Tuck Moore, uh, that separatist is really, really focused on. He is not going to give up a uh, muck tur, uh, mm. and he's going to keep coming. And he, that he's, you know, we're reminded of what we know about Anakin, that he is prone to running straight at something and trying to blow it up with superior skill. And, you know, and, and Rex having his back. And then we see that Ahsoka has inherited those traits where she's like, not going to stop going. I know it. I can get it. I can cut through and I can it blow everything up. Uh, and then she learns those costs and mm-hmm. learns that it is good to still be bold, but you also do have to plan a little bit more. So we get this great picture of Anakin and Ahsoka learning from one another. Like, you know, it is our strength to be um, bold and unconventional and really charging ahead to blow things up. But we also have to, you know, plan <laughs> yeah. uh and then the second episode uh you know when uh tx20 uh looks up kenobi he's known for his deceptive maneuvers which is just perfect kenobi perfect <laughs> right that's a perfect a, a certain point of view that's a perfect uh, negotiator guy that's a perfect mm-hmm. sit down with dexter jetster and debate philosophy kind of <laughs> character yeah. uh and then we get to see i, I think this first season of clone where we've been seeing it a lot that that contrast with anakin uh, where Obi-Wan comes into a situation, he he really seeks information. He really wants knowledge first before he, he takes any rash action. Uh, he He's really open to creative solutions, uh, to resources that present themselves 
uh, like uh, the the gut curb beasts or uh, you know Numa's knowledge. Uh, and then we also just kind of get to see that he does really care about prioritizing lives. He's got that great line of "We came to aid the Twi'leks, not destroy their homes." And like you said, that great turning point where he knows the actual language. And all of it gets to that point of like, "Yep, deceptive maneuvers. Yeah, but there's also creativity, open to the moment, really cares about people." So we get that picture of Kenobi, and then. Um, you know, Mace Windu, they didn't download a file, but by this point, I'm really paying attention to like, how is Mace Windu different? And this, that episode is amazing to just the one word for Mace Windu is relentless, right? He just, uh, he just keeps charging at things both uh, sort of politically and uh, action wise, you know, and he, he's really clear and he says, you know, I'm going to follow my need to help people over politics. I'm not going to be distracted by any of that. I'm just helping people. That's what I'm here to do. And I am absolutely doing it. Uh, he, he's really relentless about getting Jamson and Doolin or Frita to work together uh, and, you know, really relentless in his physical action to do what he can to to take that planet back. Just relentless. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, his quote is, I'll leave the politics to you, Senator. I'm going to do whatever I can to help these people. So I thought that was really cool to just see three episodes right in a row, bam, 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 that show you the similarities, but but the differences between these Jedi heroes. Yeah, yeah, the, real good base stuff. Mace is often a Jedi under fire, right? He he does some things and has done some things, but this is a this is a, not just an action, but who he is. I, I felt I got to spend some of the some real quality time with Mace. I haven't spent in in other places of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is a real good uh, celebration of Mace with with some room for criticism as well. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, make make no mistake, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, how did you feel like the individual themes in the episode uh, episodes uh, translated to larger themes or ideas in Star Wars? I think to sum up some of it, and this maybe is maybe even and a more present in third episode, but there's a there's an idea of of of, of teamwork, an idea of democracy. I think Cham has a line about I have to trust democracy. I didn't write it down. I remember he said something. And it's not an easy thing that he said. He's not like, well, this will be fun. Um, he, he just has to have trust in that um, and, and, and how valuable it is. And, and that is something that's important in Star Wars, as, as we'll see in, in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, true freedom uh, is something there that, that uh, to me, rolls forward into things we see. You know, what Cham is fighting for for the, for the, the people of Ryloth is, is something that, I don't know, Infus Ness is fighting for, that... Uh, uh, the rebellion overall, some of the affected, uh, specifically uh, and maybe more harshly affected planets, uh, Ewoks even down the line, uh, and then survival and how a lot of this uh, is about getting to the next day, getting to the next uh, moment, even even when there's failures. Uh, I think those are all present in these stories and present in Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's a really great observation. Um, the, there's so much of Lucas's storytelling that is anti large organization or not even anti but you know cautious about like a yeah. super large organization can become rigid over time and, and can fail in its own mission you know we see that with the republic we see that with the jedi we see that with the empire you know uh and the contrast to that is often you know a small organic band of people who have not you know don't have sort of a mm-hmm encrustation uh of time and politics on their organization and so they can really stay true to fighting what what they for what they believe in and i think the, these episodes really do support that mm-hmm. um yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 
for myself, uh, the the greed, the just like let me be mm. entirely unsubtle and clear about it with Wat Tambor, uh, the the writers I imagine saying of that uh, he literally gets left behind because he's not done stealing from the Twi'leks. You know, <laughs> it's just there's nothing subtle about that's part of what Lucas is saying about the the dark side is that need to always have more is is a part of what his kind of philosophical view of the dark side is and what star wars view of it is and in orn frita's general corruption we don't get into it too much but i think just in the way that orn frita is portrayed you get that just that kind of picture of that guy who doesn't really have a great backbone isn't really standing up for the people and more wants to protect his standing as a Mm -hmm. in power as a as a politician so i think we get that a little bit there um, I also just thought that all three of them combined to really uh, uh, support the Star Wars theme of generational storytelling. The first episode is so explicitly about Anakin uh, mentoring Ahsoka and her growing mm-hmm. and, and from these I- adventures. And then we're spending so much time with Numa, uh, who is, you know, the literal future of the Twi'leks. Uh, and we'll meet her again in Rebels. Uh, and then this whole arc being, this is just the beginning of uh of ryloth's struggles has all got this real sense of uh generational this sense of of uh not only learning from the previous generation but these sort of cycles of war yeah yeah uh the generational thing that the good call on that too yeah yeah good stuff good stuff yeah and then my final Um, thing oh go ahead sorry (laughs) No, I don't have much to add on that. Other, other okay. Stuff. <laughs> My final thing, because I, I just uh, am obsessed, as you know, is uh, monitoring the justice for the Jedi and how mm-hmm. much uh, things crumble over the course of the war. I really do like that this is an arc about Ryloth is suffering and the Jedi are really trying to help. Like, you can see how the Jedi uh, would be saying, yeah, no, this is this is a campaign we really want to fight because they are suffering and we need to you know, defend them. We need to go help them. Uh, and I think Mace, this is is the point where I think there's some interesting sort of criticism for Mace or hints at, at uh, problems. Mace is so sure of himself and so sure of the sort of purity of, of his beliefs and his intent as a Jedi that he can't really see that, his, that the Jedi's close ties to the Republic might eventually be a problem. Uh, and I think it's so powerful that, that Cham Syndulla sees that. Uh, and says, you know, I, I do, uh, I'll accept your help now, uh, you know, and, and I'll help you because I think I have to. But I really worry if, you know, you're going to lo- leave any troops behind, how long until I'm fighting you, Master Jedi? Mm-hmm. You know, and Mace kind of looks thoughtful about it, but it's easy to see from his perspective of like, well, yeah, that, that's not what the Jedi are about. The Jedi aren't going to do that. But I think he isn't fully accepting how far the Republic itself is slipping. And of course, from uh, Sindula's perspective, the, the Republic very quickly turns into the Empire, and he's exactly right. Yeah, it's not the Jedi he's fighting, but that, yes. uh, the occupation never ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, ju- justice for the Jedi with a little hint <laughs> of future failures. There you go. That's fair. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to discuss uh, some of the fun action comedy and all the great parts of the Clone Wars. Hi. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Force Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Force Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138 <laughs> And we are back to finish our discussion of the great season one Ryloth arc of the Clone Wars. Ken, did you have any favorite action moments? Oh, let me count the ways. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Um, overall, uh, particularly in the first um, 
episode, uh, we get some just some great Star Wars space pew pew pew. <laughs> and and, and uh, I talked about Ahsoka's maneuver. I really do like it. I mean, it's a Y wing moment. Uh, so there you go. I like that specifically. But overall, just again going back to what I was saying about this, kind of has that feel of of what I would have thought and or predicted or guessed. Uh, if we were doing a podcast in 2008 and we were guessing, speculating responsibly about a coming Clone Wars animated show, this I'd probably have been like, cool space battles and then stuff on the ground. Yeah, that sounds general and specific or general, not specific, but, you know, the, the specific moments in here just have that feel. And then uh, so there's overall that I love Ahsoka's move. A uh, lot of uh, May stuff. Uh, you know, this is where like, you know, cool stuff that he's doing and who, who doesn't like Jedi doing cool stuff. The stuff on, on on Ryloth, the landing on Ryloth and ground action, I, I, I it, to me, this is why we all love the Battlefront games. You know, I was like, yeah, that's that's what I want to do in a video game form. Yeah. Hiding in trees and shoot and hit to the ground. Like, that's kind of that scratches that itch of, of the kid in the playground playing playing army, if, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I like that stuff. Oh, yeah, that's really great. Yeah, the the Obi-Wan and Clones landing really does feel like a, uh, a, a video game mission. We're like, yeah, OK, what's my mission? Oh, I got to take out that those anti-aircraft cannons. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me find the young uh, Twilight kid uh, if it's yeah. more of a role playing <laughs> video game. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I loved all the different kinds of action. I uh, love the Y-Wings. Uh, when Ahsoka's initial attack fails, there, there's some glorious shots of her and all the the the, uh, uh, the Republic ships, the V-Wings, I believe. Uh, and then the uh, there's that scene of all the vulture droids just pelting down on the Republic cruisers, which is just kind of horrifying, mm -hmm. uh, which, yep. you know... Uh, I liked it as an action moment. I was also terrified by it. A uh, couple of great Obi-Wan moments. Uh, I, I love it whenever they use the Force uh, a little bit more creatively. So I liked him using the Force to help the uh, clones throw the droid poppers in that, uh, you know, a great electric crackle as the B-1 droids go down. Um, I like them. That was another just moment of cruelty of uh, starving the beasts on Ryloth, the gut curs, uh, mm -hmm. so that they would want to eat people. <laughs> And I yeah. love that weird force moment where Obi-Wan kind of reaches out with the force and there's a, a slightly different sound effect. It, 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 it isn't quite like moments we've seen before where Jedi is reaching out to calm them. It's almost like he's, you know, like it's like force flute. It's like he's luring them. <laughs> force flute. <laughs> it's like he's just I, making this like weird eat me vibration. And so they all come near him. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's when you press R1 and double tap square and then move to the left and you get it. Force flute. You get force flute. But it was it was just such a great, like, let's look at this from a different perspective. I could hack them apart, but I will lure them all into a, a you know, a ravine and mm -hmm. uh, and yell at the clones to blow up the bridge. It's a great, great moment for Obi-Wan. Um, the other moment I liked, it, I really liked it when uh, the Twi'leks uh were saved and instead of running to freedom they're like <laughs> this tactical droid has to die and there's even the one punching <laughs> dx20 in the face oh gosh yeah i so so i actually put this in, in my favorite whimsy moments because I, I i was so amused by it in a, in a brutal way it's like the high septum being torn apart by the the folks of flea bottom. It it's it, and I you're so right. The punching of it, I'm like that's got to hurt, but it's got to be worth it. <laughs> it's got to be worth it. And I love that Obi Wan tries to cover Numa's eyes, and she's like, "No, I want to watch." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pushes his hand away, like I I will watch this. Um, last big action moment for me. Uh, 
I'm I'm going I'm going all out here. I think this might be mm. one of the best action moments in Clone Wars. Uh and mm. that is Mace's bridge cross. Like mm-hmm. I, I always remember when I watched that episode, like hey, there's that plasma bridge and there's something I doesn't Mace do something I really like? Uh and I forget that he does a a bunch of cool Jedi stuff, a bunch of Mace's very, you know, brutally powerful with the force stuff. But it's the way the scene is constructed. It has you know, we're familiar with the the general, I'm using the force, and there's this, like, uh, ethereal whooshing noise. But this is, like, even lower, mm-hmm. and, like, even more rumbly, and it, it's, like, that's what it sounds like when Mace uses the force. But, like, all the other music drops out, practically all the other sounds drop out. He does all those cool leaps, but then the way it's just cut, where he lands on that uh, that stap, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, ship, the, little, uh, the speeder, and just stares down that battle droid. And it's, we know this already that Mace stares at things <laughs> before yeah. he ends them. But combined with everything else dropping out, that low ethereal rumble, like that's part of where I got that sense of like, that's who he is. He's just relentless. It feels like, hey, battle droid, I, I'm letting you know that I am going to use and destroy you uh, to relentlessly get to my objective. But I also want you to know I could just destroy you with my will. <laughs> yeah, it's so powerful. Just the the leaps, the glares, the precision, and then the button at the end of like, oh, and by the way, these two troopers who are you know in danger of falling to their death, you come up here too. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, no, the the Mace stuff again, big big moments for Mace. That sound, yeah, you're right. That sound stood out, uh, and uh, I hadn't seen this arc in a while, and I, I kind of just pulled in even closer, leaned a little closer into my TV, like, oh, what, wow. So uh, good on you, Mace. You faults and all. Yeah, it is a great one. Made me want to see even more Mace action. Uh, so let's move on to moments of comedy, whimsy, weirdness. What do you got? Well, I guess I can't list TX-20 being ripped apart here. I already, already used it up above. Now, uh, look, uh, you, Lauren, has a great line. Did you train her not to follow orders? I just, the, the growing, <laughs> the growing tent. And then just... You know, I, I don't believe Yularen really knows Vader's Anakin, but just if if he did, I would just love to have those moments on the Death Star if he's in those meetings. You know, just like, I always hated you. But all right, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's a moment in the first uh, uh, episode where the droids get a moment to take command of the of, of the ship. There's all around, there's one of them in the chair. Oh, and yeah. you and I always kind of track the plight of the droids, and there's many in this, in the, in this arc where it's like, oh, poor little droids. The one that's on the bridge is, <laughs> who doesn't know how to turn around, doesn't hear to turn around. He's got he's got uh, a classic what the yeah, yeah. Um, I just I, I was like, uh, you, it's it's your moment in the sun. You got it. You got control of a ship, little low, lowly droid, and uh, it didn't go well. <laughs> uh, you mentioned already, but uh, Kenobi being known for his deceptive maneuvers had to write that down. Uh, that's great. And the the Easter egg of the Ark of the Covenant being carried out. Good 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 connection. Whimsy. And you just got Twi'leks on top of it. That's what what one of the pieces of art that Art Wat Tambor is trying to take is an in Indiana Jones mark. I love that. Oh, that's great. Uh, and then I'm sure you probably listen to, but this is this is one of the best of just the droid saying we're uh, that's an older model droid and we're independent thinkers. And then Roger, 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 Roger. Roger. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's just high comedy. That was great comedy, and it starts with this weird moment of of kind of similarity between the droids and the clones. Like they pick up that older mm-hmm. droid head, and it's not just that they know that it is an older model. He's like. This is RB551, and I took that as an individual, not the actual like model of this yeah. whole generation. So just like the clones, they like they know one another. 
mm-hmm. but yeah, then following up with that, great. We're independent thinkers. Roger, 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 Roger. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, there's some fun moments. Uh, I like the what the with the plasma bridge. Uh, classic B1 humor. Uh, there's some moments of just more kind of like whimsy uh, in the first episode that lead clone acts and uh, the ships are V19 Torrance. I was, mm. I was close with viewing, but V19 Torrance. Uh, but he at one point says, come on, you whiners, let's get dirty. <laughs> yeah. It just cracked me up because like that sounds like just good sort of like we're going into battle tough guy talk. But at the same time, it's like, that's yeah. weird. what is let's get dirty me. <laughs> let's get dirty. Yeah. Uh I really like the B1 who just says Roger Roger download his file about Obi-Wan. Uh partially yeah. cuz it's like it, it it works for space fantasy but it yeah. also sounds so earthbound of like <laughs> uh uh-huh. bring him up on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like what are the files? I imagine like some of like the old uh, GI Joe ones. It's got like a, a photo, you know, of who they are and then uh and then some key stats, you know. Yeah. I want one. Of- Lied to General Lothsome about having tea. Yeah. <laughs> Likes tea. <laughs> Likes tea, but it's a lie. Uh, another Obi-Wan yeah. moment, uh, which was I really liked because we don't always hear the clone perspective on Jedi. Like, we do, but not that relationship with their powers. And when Obi-Wan is doing that weird force flute and uh, luring those beasts in, there's one uh, clone who goes, incredible. And then I believe it's uh, Cody who says, quiet, rookie. And I, it was a fun little moment because it's just this great little picture of like, yeah, younger clones are seeing that the Jedi aren't just the lightsabers. Sometimes they can do stuff that's like, how the hell did they do that? And then the uh, the older guys were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a weird thing and then a big flip. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah. So those are my favorite comedy, whimsy, weirdness moments, uh, which means we are on to... Talking about uh, canon lore connections to other stories. So what did you notice? What did you enjoy here? Uh, some some little things along the way for me. I'm sure you and I, you and I have similar moments. Uh, Anakin appearing on the circular monitors inside the Trade Federation ships. Yep. I uh, love that there. The Arvel Crinid uh, A-Wing uh, uh, homage there uh, uh, to um, even even having you, Lawrence, saying, uh, it's too late. Uh, yeah, they the ghost of Piet hangs over that scene. <laughs> uh, you're an Obi-Wan guy. Cody always handing Obi-Wan his lightsaber. <sighs> that, that's pretty cool. What you like that one? I'm sure you like that. I wrote, I wrote it down and then a sad face because <laughs> it's so great, but it's so like, Hey, remember where this is all going? Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I just like, I'm sure they joked about that at some point, you know, I, I'm, I'm always handing you your lightsaber. Obi. Yeah, it starts to build up this thing where like Obi Wan is okay dropping it because he knows Cody's going to pick it up for him. Uh, that's, that's horrible. Uh, oh, that's sad. That's sad. Uh, Blurgs, Hera. Uh, even though it's not actually Hera, you know, uh, it, it just knowing that uh, Cham's daughters and is, is involved in the story is cool. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, final stuff, big maybe bigger stuff to me. I mentioned enough enough all, uh, of it already, but Cham's and Dula, he. It's interesting because, you know, you read the notes of this and um, they were going to go originally that the idea was for him to kind of be a liar and lie and, and turn on the, on the uh, Ryloth people. And just in the process of telling the story that they realized that just didn't it didn't work for them. And, and I think what a great choice. And, and the force was at work there because he's he is he is complicated. I don't say complicated like he, you know, does bad things and everything. It's just 
it's a it's a complicated galaxy and he understands this idea of compromise and and sometimes he's a little tough and sometimes he's you know again we we end up getting the knowledge that his relationship with with Hera wasn't the best and and that factors in greatly to some of the rebel storytelling which is powerful storytelling and that doesn't make him a bad guy it doesn't make his his leadership bad or his tactics bad it just makes him real and and he's a passionate fighter he's so principled he's convictions and are, are strong and, and um I just really like him as a character and, and glad we have him, uh, uh, you know, um, as someone who, you know, the freedom to choose, it's all he wants for his people, uh, the true freedom. And I, I, th- I think that's great. Yeah. I love everything that's done with, uh, with his introduction. He's a great character. Uh, I love that Palpatine straight up calls him, you know, he's a radical. So Palpatine's already got his eye on the kind of person who he knows is not going to uh, be broken by uh, fear or propaganda or, you know, the, the normal tactics. So Palpatine's already like that that guy's a problem and, and Palpatine's right. Uh, I like that he was a political rival to Orn Frita. So you get that great, just straight up contest of Syndulla is a little bit more, a uh, Twi'lek of the people, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he sees that Orn Frita is a little bit of a climber, which sets up really well. I think what the debate ends up being between, uh, Cham and, and Hera, right. That Hera really wanted to see the battle, uh, the rebellion is for the whole galaxy and Sham just wanted to stay focused on, on Ryloth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, general, generally speaking. Yeah. And, 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 and begs a, a reevaluation or a rewatch too. It, it, it's, it's powerful stuff. And, and to be able to take it from this, from these episodes and, and build on that, it's what I love about this modern era Star Wars storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, all these other characters, uh, Numa and, and Gobi, uh, all, all make returns as well, which is all real fascinating stuff. So a ton of connection to other stories there. Um, I like seeing, uh, R7, A7, uh, Ahsoka's droid who <laughs> pops up at other, uh, significant, uh, moments. And, uh, I believe is the droid in the current, uh, Jedi, uh, action figure <laughs> set. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they have those weird, uh, I think the legacy, I can't remember what they're called. Those sets where they're like, clearly like, we'll put a droid in it and we will find obscure droids so we can repaint it and make it a unique droid. Uh, so that's great. Uh, I like Numa having a Tuka cat squeaky doll, uh, the, the Tuka cat mm-hmm. in general. And then that actual doll, that toy of it has a long legacy now. I going all the way into, I think actual physical galaxy's edge. That was cool, uh, to see. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had Cody handing Obi-Wan his lightsaber, which, uh, which did bum me out and also thrill me at the same time. Thrill bummed, uh, yeah. and blurgs, of course. Uh, and then my, my last one was, uh, I believe this is the, uh, moment in that's referenced in the novel Lords of the Sith when Vader is going to Ryloth and he has that flash to, you know, the Jedi floating above it in an escape pod, you know? Yes, that's right. You're right. Oh, yeah. Lords of the Sith, put that on your read list or your rewatch list, kids. Yeah, yeah, I think that's got to go high on our our re reread because I think you you and I both read it long before we were doing uh uh you know uh, reviews mm-hmm. discussions on Force Center, so maybe yep. that is worth uh, a review. You know, in our copious free time, you know, <laughs> yes, because there yeah. aren't a thousand Star Wars books coming up. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything mm-hmm. in this episode that you disliked or questioned? Uh, no, no, I, that seems like the easy answer, right? No, this, this, this is, uh, I just really, really do love this arc. It, it, it scratches that, uh, uh, part of me that d- does love just, uh, pew, pew, pew and shoot em ups. And, and, and then it, it, it very easily and nicely, uh, and, and poignantly transition and in, transitions into bigger themes that are very present. Um, so no, there's no 
plot things there. Anything, the stuff with Mace leads to better, uh, one more wonderful discussions about the Jedi and the prequel era. So no, I, I, I'm on board with these episodes being um, you know, near perfect for what they're trying to do. Yeah, I, I agree. I think these were really, really good episodes. I think they, you know, just as viewers of a thing called Star Wars, they, they gave us mm-hmm. the thrill of lots of cool action moments in a way that that's only Star Wars is set up to deliver in a certain way. But by the time you add up the space battles and the, you know, the knights with laser swords and the riding weird beasts, it, it's all it's really thrilling. It's really exciting. Uh, and it takes its time to say, man, here is the utter tragedy of war from lots of perspective. But then look at how all these people are, are you know, growing and changing and, you know, trying their best to make uh, really great uh, human choices uh, within all of this horror as well. It's it's a big, uh, complicated package uh, that's really fun and thrilling to watch. I think the only thing that is not even a criticism, it's just a particularly nerdy desire. I so enjoyed that they physically looked up uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan's IMDb page of being a Jedi <laughs> that I really wished Watt Tambor in the third episode had said, it's Mace Window who's losing the charge. Pull him up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked that. If he had to tune his dial to get uh, the file of Mace Window, that would have been fun. Uh, awesome. Is there anything that we have not talked about in these episodes that you would uh, like to uh, discuss? I will say uh, Captain Martuk, as you said, uh, the uh, uh, in the beginning there, uh, he's an int- interesting character. And in reading the notes, too, he was going to die. Uh, they were going to kill him off. And then they, they added in that scene of him kind of almost comically sneaking away. You all wait here. And he and he and he. Pops out and and I do believe shows back up uh, at some other point. I believe they they tried to use him again. And that was the the that they even said uh, in the notes that it was George kind of like we got something here with this guy. So he's almost I mean put in quotations almost Thrawn like to me. Uh, he he's not as you know uh, not as a deep baby and and not as I don't know uh, Thrawn. I still view Thrawn as a bad guy, but you know what I mean like took his took his bad no 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 doubts there. But his idea the the studying of Anakin. And then also having the pride being so focused. I want, I want Anakin, Anakin to know it's me. Uh, doesn't, <laughs> never, doesn't even consider Ahsoka or any other Jedi. That's part, part of the reason he loses. But just the idea of preaching patience and all, all those kind of things. It, it, again, Thrawn-like and Thrawn-light maybe at times. Uh, just an interesting, interesting character, especially so far of what we've seen in the Clone Wars outside of named villains that we knew going into the series. But to introduce this character... Lock dirt, I love too, and everything. But he's, he's, I could see more and more, I could see star, storytelling getting more in depth with him if they wanted to, but they, you know, I don't, I don't think they really did. But, anyways, I, I thought he was an interesting character. Yeah, no, I think that's a great observation. And, and he is different because he is a little bit of a, uh, he expands the Nemodian storytelling, right? Because we get a lot of, characters who are either cowards or really uh you know social political climbers <laughs> like lock dirt uh and it's fascinating that this first season that they're like wait well we got we got uh asajj ventress we got count dooku we got general grievous but then it also seems to be like a little bit of exploration of like do we need more villains so you know we've got lock dirt surviving we've got uh uh, uh this guy martuk uh there was at least one other villain we discussed recently who uh, was survived and, and was a possibility of returning again. He's like, it does seem like they were, yeah. you know, uh, seeding villains for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a few of them. Yeah, and, and and some get referenced elsewhere too. But yeah, I like I like this. Not yeah, like 
not as like not like, but enjoy having him in the story. Good, good character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I wanted to touch on is that again, like a lot of these Clone Wars episodes, there we are reminded of the organic versus the mechanical with uh, the beast, the Gutkers being tortured in such a you know sort of a, a dehumanizing, even though they're Gutkers, degutkerizing away, yeah. and then that little thread about hey, the Blurgs are faster than your uh, your little walkers, your ATRTs. <laughs> Yes, that's that's some great blurg. Yeah, yeah, putting the blurgs over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could have any uh, an action figure of any character from this these episodes, who would you choose? This is kind of a sincere choice. I looked it up just to make sure. I don't. I saw some customs. I didn't see the actual one. And you and I have been ranking figures left and right on Star Wars Ranked. On definitely don't recall. I just I give me give me a Numa figure with, with a little Tuka cat doll and whatever. I, I think she's a uh, there's, there's there's a lot there with that character and such great value and and I, I would like that. Nice, nice. Uh, we've got a similar choice. I really love that visual uh, toward the end when Obi Wan is uh, is holding her. He's got a lightsaber mm-hmm. in one hand and Numa's <laughs> kind of got that like you're not going to mess with us, glare. And I would love a a three pack that's Obi Wan holding Numa and then Numa holding her uh, Tuka doll. <laughs> there you go. I like that. A beautiful one. A beautiful one. Uh, so next up, uh, this is kind of a programming note for us. This is the first season uh, of The Clone Wars that we've concluded discussing. We're going to take a break while we are having Mandalorian Season 2. While we have the glory of Mandalorian Season 2 to review, uh, doing two uh, of these kind of uh, longer form uh, deep dive reviews a week is a lot. So we're going to uh, press pause on the Clone Wars until the season two of Mandalorian is over. And then we're going to dive into season two. And as soon as season two starts, Ken, we're going to have a treat because we've got uh, Holocron Heist, Cargo of Doom, Children of the Force, all just uh, fascinating, deep stuff yeah. with Cad Bane. I can't wait. I can't wait. And yeah, it's it's uh, it's valuable and necessary to kind of kind of pause because it's it's great to hey we're going to review an episode and we got uh, Bomb Bad Jedi and I can watch that a couple times over breakfast to to sit down with three episodes and watch them two and a half times kind of almost each you know uh, we, Joseph and I aren't the busiest humans in the world and there's bigger problems but it's uh, we want to be able to focus on the episodes as best we can to really do this deep dive so a little breather but I, we're going to come back I can't wait to finally tackle Cad Bane here on, on Force Center. Yeah, I'm enjoying this so much. So we will definitely be back and can't wait to dive into the Cad Bane of it all. Ken, what do you think the moral of this episode of our podcast should be? When the schedule of life is at conflict with your podcast, it's okay to compromise and work for a stronger tomorrow. (laughs) That's really good. That's going up on the moral board, too. Uh, (laughs) Do you want to tell people where they can find us? Absolutely. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, like our page there, Force Center Podcast. We are on YouTube, putting rebroadcasts of the podcast up. Yeah, no visuals, but, uh, you know, uh, you get to hear us and some of you prefer listening on YouTube and, and more content coming to YouTube as well. You can subscribe over there. Podcasts available in a lot of different spots, including Anchor, iHeartMedia, or iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music now. Uh, if uh, you want to take in your podcast over there, you can get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash four center. You can also go to audibletrial.com slash four center, get an audiobook on us, maybe get Lords of the Sith, get it on us and support the show. Give it a listen. 
And then uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash force center. And also, hey, just tell a friend, a Star Wars loving friend about what we do here at Force Center. We appreciate that too. You can follow me at Ken Napsack or go to KenNapsack.com for all the information on the other things I do. Joseph. That is great. Yes, all good stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com for all of my other comedy adventures. So for now, for myself, for Ken, for Numa, and for the relentless glare of Mace Windu, this has been the Clone Wars Report. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.